0: You remember your stories with a kind of detail no one else has. Don't take them with you when you go, share them. I'm Christy Bridges from One Moment Wiser. Click follow to hear true stories worth remembering and send me a message if you have a story you'd like to tell. My son,
1: <laughs> my son's father is Irish, so I wanted to give my son an Irish name. And I Obviously, I did not look far because his name is Avery, which is in the A's. I didn't look far into the alphabet. I just was <laughs> rolling through Irish names. And the name Avery means ruler of the little people, which Ooh. is funny, like ruler of leprechauns, not children. <laughs> <laughs> but what I held on to was the word ruler. If you ever see my son, Ever anywhere, anytime, half sleep, in the middle of whatever. And you say, boy, what does your name mean? Ruler, you're <laughs> me half asleep. What does your name mean? Ruler. R- <laughs> so when we saw Black, actually I saw Black Panther without him. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Black Panther and I saw him, saw him fighting and Angela Bassett as his mother yelled out, show them who you are. I cry, I, I cry every time I think about that because I've been telling my son his whole life, show them who you are, yes. Who are you? What did I name you? Who are you supposed to be? Anybody watching this? If you ever see my son anywhere, anywhere ever, you don't ever even have to say his name. Walk up to him and say, what does your name mean? It means ruler, who are you? It's probably <laughs> what he, how he respond. That is what I've instilled in my son since he was born. You are a ruler. His middle name, oh, I'm going to all of it because I don't want anybody to start stalking him, but his name is Avery. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> our last name, Mitchell, means strives to be like God. I named him what I named him on purpose. Now, you may not want to name your children, you know, or you may not put any credence into what you name your kids, and that's fine. Because even if my son's name were John, I'm going to still tell him he's a ruler. Yeah, It wouldn't matter what I named him. I I, I raised him to be a ruler. So when he started acting like he knew what was going on and started making decisions and, and acting like a ruler, I had to remember what I told him, what I've been telling him his whole life. My point being you really have to be careful what you say over your children. You may feel a lot of stuff. Like I felt, I'm watching my kid, his nose is red because my my son's skin is very, very fair. His nose was red, his eyes were watering, he was coughing and sneezing and I go, you know, Lord, I just thank you and I give you praise that, we are healed by Jesus' stripes. Avery is healed by Jesus. I, I I refuse to speak that over my son. I just I wouldn't do it. At that point, it was just an exercise to learn the principle. Yeah. Later on, when my son was in dire trouble, when he when his GPA was in the 50s and 60, Ouch. and he was trying to graduate, I had to be careful what I spoke. Yes. When he was not doing homework and and getting failing grades and I was frustrated with him, I had to be careful what I spoke. So there's a difference between speaking life over a situation and then calling things the way they are. I'm not gonna argue that he was indeed on a track to fail, but I never ever out of my mouth said my son is failing. My son has failed. I never said the words. And by the same token, I encouraged him. I said, you know what? You're smarter than this. And, I t- and he t- he'll tell you himself. I would say to him repeatedly, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, right? Yes, ma'am. So if you were stupid, I would tell you you were stupid. Yes, ma'am. You're not stupid, baby. You can do this. I'm not sure why you're not doing it, but you can do this jump to maybe a few months ago because he's just started a a job that he really loves. And I heard him do some math, quick math in the air. And he walked away and I called him back. And I said, wait a minute, you just did like some math real quick in the air. Like he knew what 20% of something was to tip. He goes, yeah. I go, what was going on in high school when you were just not doing your homework? He said, they just, they didn't want me to do things the way I I can do it in my head. I couldn't do it on paper. I go, okay. So you knew? He said, yes, mom. I always knew that I wasn't stupid. I just didn't do things the way they wanted me to. I go, okay. And then he said, you know, I could have done what they asked. I could have. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, smart for you to recognize that as you've gotten older. But that, that gave me an opportunity to have a conversation with him about, I know you're able to do this. Tell me why we didn't get there. It's That was his choice. But I never spoke the negativity over him. I didn't speak. Um. No matter what I saw, I did not speak the negativity over him. And as a parent, especially when there's only one parent, especially when there's only one, you have got to be really careful not to To um, speak the negative things over your children, so I I I'm guessing because I've never been married, I'm guessing that when there are two parents, maybe one parent might be off one day and the other one kind of picks up the slack, you know. And maybe I have, you know, just gotten I'm done with this kid, but then maybe dad will come along and say something. You don't have that luxury when you're the only parent. Yeah.
0: So how do you have conversations (laughs) that get the job done without? without speaking into them the things that they that they carry for years. I mean, you and I have seen in our own lives little things pop up where we're responding today in a conversation to something that's in the back of our mind from 30 years ago. You know what I mean? It's like it's created a response because we believed that we were right. – going to be abandoned or that we were going to be rejected or, you know, whatever. And so in order not to plant that, you still have to, as a parent, have the hard conversations and say, you need to do this or, you know, we're not going to the fair or whatever. How do you, how do you do that um, without planting the negative and also without just exhausting yourself? You just mentioned it. You, you gave the answer right there in the question. So in everything
1: in life, there are consequences. For every, what, what's the science rule? If for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I remember freshman year, I took my son and you know, sent him to, to the high school. I'm all excited. He's gonna be in marching bands. He. I'm, I'm just super excited for this boy. The day, Of the first football game, I got a call from his health teacher. It's three weeks into because the first football game, obviously, like for for school, he's first time playing in the marching band. He's gonna, it's it's the first game, right? They've been playing all summer. And his health teacher calls me or emails me and says, I have no assignments from Avery for the yet at all for this year. Three weeks? Come on. (laughs) Three weeks. Three weeks, the boy hasn't done anything. So I go out to, he's already at the school. Like he didn't come home that day. At football games, you kind of like, the kids would get out of school and parents would go and drop off food because they would have to practice right after school. And they'd go right onto the field. We'd just see him after the football game. I had to go out before they took formation, before they put their uniforms on. I walked out into the field. I'm walking toward the band director. My son is already taller than me. He's a freshman, but he's every bit of 5'10", 5'11". Right now he's 6'1" but he's taller than me. (laughs) And he walks up and he stands in front of me. He says, where where are you going, where you going? I said, move or I'll move you. He backs out of the way. He's walking with me, he's mom, 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 mom. I'm like, do you want me to tell your band director why you're not gonna perform tonight or do you want me to do it? What? I'm at the band director at this point and I go, Avery's not performing tonight. Uh, what's going on? Avery hasn't done any homework in health class at all. I thought I was going to get some static from the band director. Mr. Barometti. love you to pieces. Thank you so much for, for mentoring my boy. Instead, Mr. Barometti walked my son over to the cymbal line. He played the cymbals that year as a freshman. Walked him over to the cymbal line and made him tell his teammates why there was going to be a hole in their line. Oh, had no problems with homework the rest of the
0: year. I guess. Oh man, freshman year, everything is so embarrassing. Anyway, I can't even imagine. He must have felt like the world was over. He not get to play. He had to tell his bandmates, um,
1: because you know, if you've ever seen marching bands, it's very precise, right? Mm -hmm. And everything is, and you're judged on that. They 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 would compete. Having a hole in your line is very obvious. So, I mean, everybody's on their right moves. You can't fill in the hole. It's just going to be a hole there. Mm -hmm. So he learned that his individual um, performance, whatever the things he did would have consequences, not just for himself, but other people around him. What I had to do as a parent, I think every parent has to do this, whether you're married or single, you have to teach your children that there are consequences for their actions. You're not going to wink. All the time like you know there's some things you know that you they get up and they go with their friends and you realize additions didn't get done Eh, once or twice it's not the worst thing in the world but there are some things that you're going to do in your lifetime that are going to affect other people now my son has been fortunate enough to see things that he's done that have positively affected other people too but that day he learned without fussing fighting any I didn't have to do any other real punishment it was simply you're not playing tonight, and not only you're not playing, you're going to make your other teammates look real bad. And we had no problems we, with that after that.
0: When we one moment wiser, we'll be right back. We are in, and I just I have to say this because when we're in high school, especially. Um, Everything feels like life is over. I never want to show my face again because of this. But looking back, it is so much safer to learn that kind of lesson in that kind of situation. Even if you got pushback from the coach or from the director, it's so much safer to let your kid learn that lesson in that situation than to learn that lesson in their dream job or... In, you know, when they have their own place and they have to pay the rent and they called in a few days because they were hung over, you know, whatever it it, (laughs) teach it now, when they can really, you know, maybe there's a fight, maybe they get mad, maybe they slam the door, but they're not losing their apartment or you know, seeing something fail on their resume. So and and even those things, God can get us through it if we learn the lesson. I think our whole life, honestly, to some extent, is the safe training ground God has given us. You know, but as a parent, you have a an opportunity. And I'm really just like I said before, you create that. the
1: environment that's that they're capable of making those mistakes in. Yeah. That's exactly what we have to do as parents. My son has a really good job now that pays really well. And um, he learned from marching bands not to be late. He was percussion. percussion, percussionists feel like they should be the first ones on the field and the last ones off the field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you are a mom who has worked all day and had class and it's 9.30 30, your kid has not come off the field yet because percussion is still practicing, you know what I'm talking about. But now at his current job, I'm not late. I'm not calling in if I got a cough and they make me call in sick. And that's what a lot of companies are doing. Now, if you come in with any symptoms of COVID, then they, they ask you to go home and go get tested, right? Oh, he is that very day. And he is waiting by the phone, checking email every second to find out if he has it or not. And as soon as he finds out that email is going to his HR department within five minutes of him receiving it because he wants to go back to work. He I, I I co-signed his car loan. So I see when he makes his car payment. He has always made his car payments. I'd probably say roughly two weeks ahead of time, as long as he's had a car. Yes. The things that he's that he's le- at work now, my son is asking to learn stuff. He's asking to take classes so he can get a promotion. Those things Excuse me. And let me back up a little bit. Yes, I tried to create an environment that allowed him to learn those things where it was safe so that when he got into the real world, he wouldn't make awful mistakes. But the flip side of that too is I serve a wonderful God who has had mercy on me. He has had mercy on my son. And, and I never want to discount that in our story, yeah. um because we're not perfect, I've probably said some things to my son that might send him to therapy. I can't think of any things that i've that I've done, but you know, I may have done or said some things that that upset him or hurt him still to this day. I used to yell a lot. my son doesn't like yelling um to this day when he has a girlfriend and she gets to start acting crazy and jumping all over, he is out. Sorry, y'all, I know, <laughs> in the same you know way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, nail that if he's out. So I may have done some things too, but continual prayer, continual applying the blood, continual asking God, am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? Um, I think I messed up. Can you help me fix it? That continual prayer, that continual walking relationship with God is not just good for you as a person, but it's going to bless your family. Yeah.
0: True. And, you know, I just have to say there is a there's a maturing process in all of our lives. And that maturing process includes. um, At some point in our lives, we push away from the people who've nurtured us because we have a drive to become independent. It's part of the maturing process. And at some point in the maturing process, we discover ups that we acquired somehow in our youth. Uh, a lot of times between, you know, age, you know, birth and five years old, but sometime in our youth, we all acquire um, wrong responses, wrong beliefs. And they can be based on, you know, unfortunately, too often, they're based on mistakes parents make because parents are inexperienced, when they become right. parents, no right? Um, but they they can be based on anything. But just know that if if your child is going through um, either of those times—that pushing away time or that suddenly realizing they really do need some counseling or some healing that um, there's really some, some garbage they're carrying around in their baggage. Right. Um, or if you as a person are going through that, just accept it. It's something everybody needs to go through at some point is self-evaluation and healing. And God is there to help you with that. And other people, God has equipped other people to be there for you. You're not alone in that, um, so I just want to just take that whole feeling of I'm just a screw up off the table <clears throat> because, no, that, that's part of life. No, But I love that you, you know, you went to God over and over and you said, hey, help me parent. And I think, you know, when there are very few two parent households anymore, but even when there are two parent households, um, we still need that. We don't just go to each other. We have to continuously go to God for that. Um, you, you were in school raising your kid. So, and I love that, that he actually understands, you know, hard work showing up and paying bills early, you know, to, to take care of things that is huge, especially as young as he is. But you seem to, from an outsider's view, you seem to have done a pretty good job of not making your whole life all about him, you know, you did things to take care of you, but making your life somewhat about him so that he wasn't neglected. I I just finished reading my friend Prima Donna Braddock's new book um, that's coming out soon. And in it, some of the girls told stories that just broke my heart because the beautiful people who were treated as though they they didn't belong in their own families
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know some of them and <clears throat> you know treated as though they were just an inconvenience and it is very inconvenient to have a kid when you don't expect one and and even when you do expect one kids are inconvenient but right, right. you you made a way to to never let Avery feel that way um while at the same time you <laughs> pursued things that kept your life moving forward how how did you do that so let
1: me correct a couple of things everything I did I did for my son oh,
0: okay <laughs> going if you're enjoying this podcast tune in next week to hear more I'm Christy Bridges, and I teach Christians how to become authors because God speaks to different people through our unique voices. Visit me at OneMomentWiser.com. That's the number one, MomentWiser.com.